You're listening to Interviews, the podcast that cracks the entrepreneurship code. I'm your host, Laurent Autain. I'm an entrepreneur, coach to entrepreneurs, and startup mentor with more than 20 years' experience running companies and advising entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur is the most difficult job there is. There are no practical guidelines. So join me every week and learn how you can better navigate your entrepreneurship journey and become an exceptional entrepreneur. This is episode 126. My guest is Ran Arousi, the founder of Tridologics, a platform that helps traders, investors, and firms across the world develop, test, run, and scale their programmatic trading strategies in the cloud without worrying about what Ran calls the boring stuff like broker connectivity, data management, or infrastructure. Tradologics isn't Rand's first adventure, is what you call the serial entrepreneur. He moved from a one-person show to what he refers as a boom or bust business, building a team and raising three million US dollars along the way. Rand is also an avid open source supporter and contributor. He releases a number of popular open source financial libraries for Python developers and algorithmic traders, which are all available online. Hey, Ron, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me and thank you for this great introduction. <laughs> I just copy and paste stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, like I mentioned, you moved, you moved from one person show to a boom or bust business. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? So uh, my journey with uh, and the love for computers started way back in the 80s, believe it or not. Uh, I got my uh, first computer for uh, as a bar mitzvah present when I was 13, and I was essentially hooked ever the, ever since. That's uh, 35 years ago. Um, and throughout my adult life, I was kind of in and out. Um, I'm sorry, uh, throughout my, my teenage years, I was kind of in and out of, uh, of uh, interesting computers. You know, girls were more interesting back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I became uh, officially became an adult, I was uh, full, um, you know, all in with the with the computer stuff, and I started with uh, web uh, design and development, and um, um, you know, got my first uh, customers uh, at nineteen ninety seven uh, to build websites for them. From there, it kind of um, kind of uh, grew to uh, being uh, a marketer because you know customers wanted to. Uh, to have uh, people actually visiting their website as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I um, got into uh, online marketing and advertising. And once I knew how to build websites and to do marketing, I decided that I don't need the customers anymore to build uh, the, the websites for them. I'll just build, build stuff for me. And I built a, a lot of uh, kind of affiliate-based websites and uh, software products and information products and uh, got more and more involved in the, um, in the advertising space. And that kind of led me into um, into the edtech space, where I joined forces with uh, very bright people, and uh, we built exchanges for online media and ad networks, and uh, kind of grew from there. Uh, but at some point, to be perfectly honest, I was uh, you know the the uh, the distance uh, between or the gap between the amount of brain power that goes into online advertising and the output, which is, hey, why don't you lose three pounds to three days type of banner, 
started to kind of um, to bother me a little bit, and I decided that I want to shift my focus. And um, training was always kind of at the back of my mind, mm -hmm. something that you know one day I'll 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 try my hands um, with that, and it was a great opportunity. So about ten years ago, I completely shifted my focus from um, you know the, the online marketing and uh, advertising uh, tech. Uh, to um, to trading and uh, yeah, I started developing um, a few uh, kind of systems for trading. Uh, very quickly, I learned that I'm not the type of person to trade. Uh, you know, to sit in front of a of a chart and trade. This is just not not in my blood. I don't have the stomach for it, and I realized that I need to automate everything. And from there, kind of grew into uh, you know develop my own system. Just because I'm a geek and I need to know what's happening in the code, I, I wasn't able to use any sort, uh, any available um, libraries, that, um, sorry, software products out there. So I've created my own and released it as open source libraries, which, uh, as you mentioned, people are uh, using quite a lot right now. I think uh, I'm having well over half a million installs every month for these libraries. Um, but yeah, that that kind of opened my mind my, and and uh, introduced me to the whole indiv individual or independent algorithmic traders out there. And I decided that uh, you know I, I want to have like the dream system, uh, the dream platform to allow me to do the trading. And I'm sure that other people will um, will appreciate that too. And that's how Trade Logics came to be. We we wanted to. Um, and to have the vision of creating like a trading and algorithmic trading operating system that allows you to kind of mix and match, uh, and match different uh, uh, products and services to build uh, um, the right, the platform that's right for your trading style. So that's, mm. that's my journey in what, two minutes, three minutes. Well, it's, what's interesting is that you make the move from solopreneur, because if I remember well, you had like several, several companies yes. right, when you were solopreneurs. So you tried out several times, several things, but then you say, okay, I've enough, I've had enough. I'm going to build something bigger. When, when did you realize that this is what you wanted to do? Like to make that move? Well, the, the, okay. I'll, I'll share a bit of that personal information here. Uh, about uh, seven years ago, my uh, daughter was now 17 and a half, like uh, full on teenager. Uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, and we were uh, we went through a rough uh, period of um, four ish years, uh, where essentially we 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 weren't able to do any sort of work or generate any income. It was just you know spending on making sure that uh, um, that she's going to be fine, and uh, hope, yeah, gladly she's uh, she's one hundred percent okay today. Um, but when the idea for Tradeologies came to be, it was, I think, about two years after she was uh, kind of, after she, um, you know, she got healthy. And um, the idea dictated that I need to make sure that uh, in order for me to be able to make this a reality, I need to be able to focus only on that. And I looked at my bank account, which is quite empty at the time after the mm -hmm. four years of taking care of uh, of her uh, and making sure that the family kind of um, keeps the same um, um, you know level of 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 living. Um, 
And I realized, okay, I'm going to need investors for that in order for me to be fully immersed into this project and uh, be able to focus 100% of that without kind of you know, doing other activities, uh, you know, to make sure that uh, there's food on the table, I need to, um, uh, to do, go and raise funds. And that's the direction I, I went with it. That's so that's reason number one, I, I uh, couldn't do this on my own with the available resources that I had at the time. Another reason is that, as you mentioned at the beginning, this is sort of a boom or bust idea. Mm. Um, and this project, it's it's not, there's there's a great um, infographic by, I think, Spotify of how to build an MVP and start with something small. And instead of building a car, like one wheel at a time, you start with a scooter and then with a bike and then, and eventually you get into a, a car. Unfortunately, with Logics, this really is not a possibility. You, we had to make sure that when we go out with the product to the public, we already have a complete ecosystem and complete uh, product. Because if we if we were would have released it in pieces, hey, we we have a backtest, that's starting special. Hey, we have a Python library. That's not uh, special. Hey, we also have some pricing data. That's not special. But once we integrate it in, into one ecosystem that allows you to do your entire trading on that system, on that platform, without going in and out of other platforms, that's what's unique about it. So we had to go big or go home. And we're closing in on year three of development. Uh, this is a continuous uh, thing that we're doing. Um, the system is uh, ever growing. There's always more things to add, and um, and yeah. So these are the main two reasons. It's it's either do something big or you um, or you don't do it at all. Um, yeah. So that's uh, these are the two the two main main uh, reasons that I decided that this time is going to be. Uh, VC backed and uh, you know investors and uh, employees and no more one man show. Well, what's your your big dream with uh, Tradeologics? My big dream for Tradeologics is to make the to make it the de facto uh, platform for anyone interested uh, in doing any sort of algorithmic trading. So my vision is you know you seen uh, in movies and hedge funds and all that you see Bloomberg terminals. Uh, so my vision is to have Tradeologics replace that for uh, algorithmic trading operations. Um, so you, you we're going to work with our operating system, essentially, um, for doing all your research, your deployment, uh, your trading, your connectivity, your risk management, your, just uh, Auditing, everything is going to happen in one platform. Go big or go home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How long do you exactly. think it's going to take? Might as well go. You know, it's still a possibility that we'll go home. It yeah. remains to be seen, but uh, to be seen. But yeah, we're we're aiming for the big. How long do you think it's going to take to get there? Um, if we're doing it correctly, my guess that uh, we're going to start gaining some uh, um you know, some momentum probably within the, during this year. Um, and to get to where I see in the vision, I don't know, three to five years, sort of. You know, before any 
kind of major fund that uh, handles billions of dollars for other customers uh, will either will, will even consider using a platform like Tradeologix or any other new platform. They will want to make sure that you've been around and you are going to stick around for a while. Um, so my guess is anywhere between three to five years, uh, or my hope is that anywhere between two, three to five years, uh, we're going to um, to be added as an, a, one of the platforms to consider when these larger funds are considering switching. And so what's what's the it's a journey, challenge? definitely a yeah, journey. It is, it is a journey, definitely. And so I was, I was about to ask you, what's what's the biggest challenge or biggest challenges to get there? Well, right now we're sort of finishing up with challenge number one, uh, which was to um, um, to build the platform. So we've we've right. created the platform. We released an alpha version and a beta version, and sort of like a, a 1.0 version. And um, about a year ago, almost a year ago, we essentially scratched everything and started from scratch, uh, based on on what we learned. Um, and, and I guess that a lot of companies are doing that. They know that their first version is sort of a learning uh, experience rather than the final product. Uh, and that that's exactly the stage that we're in. So we've uh, redeveloped uh, the entire platform to uh, enable to be faster and work at more uh, at a larger scale and be much more robust. You know, this is people people's money. You can't work. 98% of the time you need to to work 100% of the time um so that that was the, the biggest challenge so far now we're we're entering challenge number 2 which is introducing to the market essentially a new way uh, a new way to trade and sometimes it, this could be um a bit tricky when you present something that uh, simplifies things uh and in the market that is used to uh, complexity um you know sometimes when you use a software and uh you've accomplished something in two clicks for example and you said you said okay th this can't be it and you're very suspicious suspicious about this uh, um and so that's essentially where i'm assuming and kind of seeing that direction that we're going right now is because it, it really made a lot of the a lot of the redundant work of you know the connectivity and risk management and and uh, the programming and reprogramming and deployment and versioning and all of that it really made this whole process very streamlined um so so people are like what that 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 was it really so it's that's kind of uh, the, the things that we are going to to be focusing in the upcoming year which is you know education and kind of introducing um the, the this this new method of uh, of trading to uh I'm not trading this new method of deploying trading strategies um to the market so i mentioned you've raised 3 million usd uh yeah almost the yeah. Do, are you going are yeah. you planning to raise more money um, yes yeah this is definitely something that's on the roadmap um but it's it's not going to be um, anytime soon. So probably within a year, uh, we'll uh, kind of start looking for for another round. And uh, the reason being is that so we we've done the development. Now we're gonna uh, introduce a product to the market. Uh, we're gonna build some traction. And once we kind of iron up 
all those uh, onboarding, um, you know, experiences and make sure that people really know how to uh, properly use the software and kind of, you know, quote unquote, perfected that step, then it's time to raise funds and, and just um, essentially multiply whatever it is that we were doing uh, at a larger scale. I want to talk a little bit about like raising funds because this is a hot topic, yep. you know, <laughs> among the yeah. staff uh, ecosystem. And so you raised, you were able to convince investors to give you 3 million with nothing, basically, <laughs> an idea. On it wasn't stages, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, simplify I'm simplifying. But yeah, yeah. The, how, do you, how do you do that? I mean, how do you find the investors and how do you convince them to follow you? I was extremely lucky. Um, you know, when I started raising funds, it was uh, just when the pandemic hit. Uh, so it was uh, like March of uh, um, to, um, 2019. So right, or 2020, sorry. Right when everything uh, really uh, started happening. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of uh, chances to go and meet with the investors. And so everything was done via Zoom. And uh, I literally downloaded a list of uh, investors who are uh, looking to invest during COVID. So that was the title of uh, of the uh, spreadsheet that someone uh, um, you know put online, and I just downloaded it, uh, filtered it out by interest, by stage, um, and I started contacting. Uh, and I, I decided to do it in batches, like contact about 10 every day, uh, send them an email with a nice uh, message. You know, I had some marketing background, so I knew how to phrase that uh, uh, one one paragraph and that email and attach a small um, you know, a link to a quick video where I kind of doing my own pitch in a minute. Uh, so this is what I've done. And actually, the first uh, VC that I've contacted, uh, uh, that I've emailed, contacted me back, and we've kind of hit it off. And we've, uh, um, you know, they were the the first investor um, at Inc. That's the the, the VC that based in San Francisco and Tel Aviv, and um, yeah, so they were the the first investor uh, along with. You know, friends and and family, um, and all, all overall in the in the pre seed round uh, raised about two hundred and fifty thousand mm -hmm. uh, dollars, something like that. And then um, about a year after that, we raised uh, more money uh, from existing investors and new uh, investors, including you know Passion Capital, Umali Group. So these were our investors. But yeah, I was extremely lucky to really being able to get the initial uh, funding from, um, you know, from, from friends and, and a VC that we were able to close literally within, uh, within a month, but the, the decision was within uh, about two weeks. Uh, we just needed to, you know, found the company and uh, opened the bank account. So the, the, um, the actual money arrived within a month, but the agreement upon it, uh, was about in two weeks, and I know that this is not your typical uh, route that uh, a lot of uh, invest, uh, um, sorry, entrepreneurs uh, find. It's usually a process that's a lot more involved, and I can testify that from the second uh, funding round that that we've done, uh, this took uh, uh, a lot more time. Uh, but 
four months in total to be able to uh, find the right investors um, and get uh, you know the favorable uh, favorable terms. And um, yeah, so the, the, it was still it was uh, luck from the get go. Yeah, still four months is quite is quite fast. Uh, well. What recommendation would you give to any startup funders, you know, looking looking at raising funds? Well, you obviously you you have to have a good idea. That's yeah. that's that's the first thing. Uh, but if we're looking at the technicalities of of, of that, so I would say in in the inspiration, um, uh, on the inspiration level, you have to to have a good idea and be very convicted about that. Okay, so you have to have a strong conviction. So when you when you pitch it. And, you, I mean that that should pass through the through the video that you really are going to go all in with that. So that that's on the on the, on the passion side of things, but on the technical level, it really makes a lot of uh, a lot of different that you make sure that you contact investors who are appropriate for your check size, um, you know, stage, and um, and vertical. So don't try to uh, and don't try to ask for too much. So that that's that's another thing. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, at YC, for example, um, so you know, however that they invest like I don't know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars for about six, seven percent. So, but they bring so much value. So don't just look for okay, how much am, am I giving versus how much am I getting? Because there's a lot of value to to an, an investor other than the check that they're providing you with. So yeah, I would in, in terms of of tips, I'm kind of running all over the place, but in terms of of tips, I would say uh, make sure that you um, narrow the list as much as possible to make sure that you find the the, the best fit. Don't ask for too much money. It's, it makes it easier uh, to give you $200,000 to get started than a million. Uh, oh, again, it, it's based on your stage. But if you're pre-seed, then two, three $100,000 should be more than enough uh, to get uh, an MVP up and running. And on the marketing side, you should have an email that's very concise, um, great subject to catch, uh, uh, to catch the attention. Uh, of whoever is reading it, um, don't use a lot of buzzwords. Be very, you know, down to earth and uh, and uh, uh, polite, but but friendly. Um, I'm always using a very conversational tones in my emails, both personal and business. And I think that uh, the fact that I've added a small video, it was literally one minute of a pitch. Okay, this is the idea. This is the vision. Here are some screenshots. Here. Um, and I think that when investors click on it, they see that it's only one minute, they're gonna let it play. Uh, if, if it's gonna be 15 minutes, I'm pretty sure no one's gonna watch it, uh, but they're gonna give you a minute, you know? You, you mentioned that, uh, you know, VCs, they, they, bring the mon they bring money, but they also bring value. What, what, what's, yeah. can you give us examples of what sort of value you got from, from your investors? First, they have a lot of experience on how to do things uh, properly. Uh, not all the advice is 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 great. Well, sorry, not all the all the advice that I've got was great. Not all the advice was appropriate for the stage I was in. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of. Uh, but they do have a lot of experience of okay. Uh, you should work with this law firm, and you should uh, uh, you know make sure that this and that is in your contract, and this is a. 
a great bank account and this is a not so great bank account. I was actually about to open a bank account with uh, SVB and decided uh, <laughs> against it. Uh, good decision, uh, and it was based on advice that I've got uh, I've gotten for, from investors uh, that kind of um, said that you know make sure that your money is not in the single bank account. Uh, um, so uh, I ended up closing my account uh, with SVP like two years ago, and uh, good thing. Um, they do have a lot of experience in teaching you and essentially mentoring you of how to run a board meeting and how to, uh, you know, to manage teams. And they have contacts so they can connect you with uh, developers or uh, or other companies that can help you with the stuff that you don't necessarily need people in house for that at, at that moment. From anything from payroll to uh, video creation. Um, um, yeah, and they have also contacts with other investors as well. So once they feel that you're ready, you say, you know what, let's uh, um, let's make an introduction and, and get you uh, in front of other investors with our kind of blessing, which counts as a lot. If you get an intro from your existing investors uh, that is telling the new investor, I'm going to go in uh, to that round as well uh we're just looking for more investors it's it's easier to raise than just you know open the yellow pages and look for a new investor you've been in uh, an entrepreneur either as a solopreneur and now like uh, with a boom or bust uh, yeah. yes what have you learned along the way i mean you've been you've been at it for what, more than 20 years now i'm sure you have had a lot of lessons uh, uh, more uh, regretfully I would say yeah yeah, yeah. What are, what are some of the key lessons you've learned? You have to really want it. You have to really enjoy it because I can honestly say that, uh, and, and I can and I can speak from a technical founder point of view. Okay, um, yeah. During a lot of times, it would have been much easier for me to just go and and get um, you know, um, a project lead or a CTO position at another company and just um, you know, the hell with this o'clock uh, at the end of the day and not take uh, work with me. Uh, so at times it would have been um, the, better, the better choice, but the reason why I've never went that route is because um, it really is important to me that I'm doing things that are I find interesting, that I feel um, ownership. Um, so th all these project projects that I've done throughout the years are kind of my babies, you know. Um, and um, yeah, so that that would be the reason why why I've done that. Um, because as an entrepreneur, you are going to take your work with you. There's no there's no time off ever. Not in vacation, not on weekends. There's no time off. Even if you're sitting in front of the computer or not, you're you know the the gears still uh, move inside your head. You're always working there. So, um, and it could be stressful. But the the only way for you to keep going is is to love what you do. So if you don't have that passion, if you want, if you're saying it to yourself, I want to be an entrepreneur because I think I can make more money if, like that. Um, this this could be true, but uh, I don't think you're gonna make it if that's the only reason, um, because it's it's not easy. It's, it's hard, it's never ending. 
um, but it brings a lot of satisfaction. So I, I guess you can say the same things, uh, the same thing about having kids. You know, it's extremely hard. It's frustrating at times. It's exhausting. Uh, you know, but uh, there there are rewards in that. So that's what you, you know, why you keep doing that. I really like the way you call it the the bubble buster. I want I want I want to go to go back. Of course, I wish you that this business would boost. But what yeah. if it burst? Have you ever thought about that? Is that even a thought that you have? It's it's always a thought, but I, you know, if it goes bust, it goes bust. You know, uh, all I can do is, uh, you know, do my best, make sure to uh, uh, to have a proper risk management, uh, um, you know, around me, have a plan, let's call it A minus, because a plan B is not really, uh, so it goes bust. So now what am I going to do? I'm going to try to release it as an open source, or I, I would love to release it as an open source. It's going to take a year to convert it into something that people can install by, by themselves. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I'm not looking for a, for a plan B in, in that regard. So, because if, you know, if you, if you go, uh, if you start your day by saying, okay, plan B, then, uh, um, you know, if this doesn't work, that I'm going to, um, I'm going to drive an Uber, whatever it is, um, then you have less motivation, I think, because you, you see the, the alternative. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. If it goes bust, it, it goes bust. Um, we'll figure out the, 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 the way then what to do. You know, it's interesting. You talk about motivation. And sometimes as, as a solopreneur, I'm sure you can refer to that. It's difficult to find the motivation. Yep. Because you have to do everything yourself, and, but then I imagine myself walking in an office, <laughs> and I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> no way." Let's go back to what to what I love doing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said you have to love it. You have to love it. Otherwise, you're you're only gonna experience the negatives. <laughs> yeah, would that would that be your one recommendation to other entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't start a company because you say, "Hey, I think this could be uh, um, a cool product and um, um, like a nice to have product." And I don't like my boss. So a lot of people, you know, would start a company because they had like a cool idea. Um, I don't know, like Tinder for dogs, whatever it is. Um, but then um, the the reason that they actually go for it is because they don't like going to work or they think they're going to have a better work-life balance um no uh, you're going to have a much worse work-life balance as an entrepreneur uh almost non-existent uh as i mentioned there's no vacations you can go anywhere in the world but you're still working um so make sure that you really really love what you're doing and you really want you really feel that your product can make some sort of a change i'm not saying in the world you know uh but in some people's lives uh, enough people's lives um and um and go for it um yeah that's um as i mentioned it's think about it like like kids okay uh, you don't you don't bring kids because you say you know what um, 
we I don't have a lot to do next weekend. How about we go have some kids? So that's that's <laughs> that's not why you get them. You get them because you want to. <laughs> Are you talking about? So you were talking about, about impact. Like you, you want your yeah. product to kind of change, impact people. That's yes. also a very, very important aspect of, of being a... Yeah, so that, there's like the big impact, which I'm not doing, you know, I'm not curing cancer and I'm not helping people, you know, colonize Mars. Uh, but hopefully there will be uh, impact in some people's lives because um, either they'll be able to even get into this uh, to this space because of the, the way that my software simplifies stuff for them. Uh, or they're spending less money and or able to be more profitable. So there's hopefully there's going to be some impact um, and, and some in enough people's uh, enough people's lives uh, in order for us to turn a profit. All right. Well, great, great conversation, Ran. Uh, just one more question: If people are interested in uh, knowing more about you, how can they contact you? Best way is just uh, hop onto my Twitter or my website or um, my GitHub. So tradealogics.com and find me as uh, Arusi on uh, um, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and GitHub. So I'm there. Again, thank you very much, Ryan, for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for listening. If you love this show, please leave me a five-star review. Go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash interviews cracking the entrepreneurship code and follow the simple instructions. It will help me inspire as many entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs as possible. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.